everyone. Welcome to Kids A to Z with Dr. T. I am your host, Teresa Signorelli, and we are bringing you information about the five areas of child development, and we mean intellectual, physical, social, emotional, emotional, and moral, so parents can empower their children to thrive. Well, today we have a Kids News Extra segment, and that's where it's just me talking, and uh, it'll be a quick little show today, and I'm going to talk to you about some information I found in the news that I think would be helpful for parents. And what I'll be talking about today is an article I found in the ASHA Leader, and the ASHA Leader is a publication of the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association. And um, what that organization does, it provides really great information for the public about speech, language, uh, development and functioning, hearing development and functioning, also swallowing and feeding development and functioning, and um, habilitation and rehabilitation of all these areas. And we're going to talk about what that means, um, that is habilitation, because the article that I'm going to review is called Proposed Rule Mandates Coverage of Habilitation Services. So what habilitation is quickly is it's intervention or therapy or help in some way to help a child build skills in which they might be delayed um, um, relative to children of the same age. And it's kind of similar to a more familiar term, Um, that people may be aware of called rehabilitation. And rehabilitation is where an individual receives um, some kind of intervention, some type of therapy to help them regain skills that they might have lost second to um, an illness or being sick or something of that sort. So um, this rule, if, if it comes to be, will be really nice for families who have children's who have children with developmental disabilities. So I wanted to go through it. And it's, as I said, from the ASHA leader, and it was written by uh, two staff members um, at ASHA. One of the writers, one of the authors is Tim, Tim Nanoff, and he is the director of ASHA Healthcare Policy and Advocacy. And the other author is Denine Grooms, who is the director of the ASHA Health Reform Analysis and Advocacy. So, um, again, as I believe I mentioned, that if this rule becomes final, if it, if it takes effect, it's going to require that health plans provide habilitative services like speech-language therapy or occupational therapy um, or physical therapy for um, children who have a developmental issue that's where they didn't, where they have some kind of difficulty in development, but not because of a disorder or um, an accident or an illness. And so um, this is mostly from the speech pathology perspective, um, but the law will really cover all kinds of areas of development. And um, so I'll be mentioning speech language pathology, but it, it has a little bit of a broader um, reach. So speech-language pathology is included in this definition of habilitative services um, under, and again, this is under the Affordable Care Act. And if it is included, um, like I said, it'll be really nice because it's going to access to treatment for um, people, really mostly children, in need. Um, but again, children with developmental disabilities grow into be adults with um, disabilities, and it was still a developmental 
etiology. So I imagine that this might even be very helpful for people who are adults who have some limitations in um, communication or learning or hearing or moving um, um, as a result of having a child, uh, childhood disability. So what the Affordable Care Act is going to require, um, if this comes into effect, is a, um, that, um, that health plans include um, habilitative as well as rehabilitative services and devices. So a device might be some type of mechanism like a hearing aid, I would imagine, um, that this is part of the rule, but a hearing aid is a type of device. Sometimes children or adults who can't talk use um, communication boards with pictures or where they can type and it might speak for them. So those are the type of devices um, that we use. And so, um, again, the the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, is going to have um, insurance companies include the habilitative services as well as the rehabilitative services. And um, what they're also looking to do is create a nationwide definition of what habilitative services are. And um, this is really important because right now it, it looks like it's all done at the state level. And, um, and if that's the case, then um, um, it just makes it difficult to regulate and, and get people coverage. So, um, and again, the, the services that we're talking about are speech-language pathology, occupational therapy, which deals with, um, um, well, being able to function really well in life, and so you need good fine motor movements, you need to have good sensory integration, and occupational therapy looks at that. Physical therapy, uh, people may be more familiar with, and that's um, um, being able to move to, and we're looking more so at gross motor, large um, motor movements like walking or jumping and climbing. So there is an uh, I guess an agency called the National Association of Insurance Commissioners, and they actually worked with ASHA um, towards pro uh, creating a definition um, of what habilitation is. And so I've, I have mentioned it a little bit um, in my own terms, but I'm going to read you what they have. And the way they are defining habilitative services as healthcare services that help keep a person um, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's start that again. Health care services that help a person keep, learn, or improve and functioning for daily living. And so examples include therapy for a child who isn't walking or talking at the expected age. And these services may include physical and occupational therapy, speech-language pathology, and other services for people with disabilities in a variety of inpatient and or outpatient Settings. And again, this is coming right from the article uh, that I am looking at from the ASHA leader. So, um, and again, as I said, the habilitative services are different from rehabilitative services that are helping somebody rebuild skills that they lost because of an accident or perhaps because they were ill. And so the, the authors of the article then go into asking, well, why do we have a national definition? And so presently, as I had mentioned a little bit earlier, right now states independently can define um, what the habilitative benefit is. Um, and if they don't, individual health plans can choose whether or not they provide this habilitative coverage. And so as it stands, there are a lot of states who haven't made this, created this definition 
And so as a result, many of many existing insurance plans have opted um, to not cover or maybe restrict the coverage that they provide for um, these developmental disabilities. So what's going to happen if this rule becomes or takes effect, it's going to establish this national definition that the health plans then have to meet. And um, so um, what they say additionally is that this standard is, is going to really provide nice um, advocacy power and really leverage for families and children um, who are in need. And um, this will really be nice as well. Clinicians can um, advocate and help as well in this regard. So let me talk about some of the other provisions that they talk about in the article. So in addition to defining what habilitation is, the rule also proposes um, or requires that habilitation and rehabilitation um, be provided as distinct benefits, so not combined. And so that the habilitation benefit has to be covered um, to the same degree that a rehabilitative um, coverage would be. So um, again, so they can't combine them. They have to give a separate amount for habilitative services and a separate amount for um, well, one. I'm sorry, separate amount for habilitative and a separate amount for rehabilitative. So um, they give a nice example here. So if a provider offers or offers 12 visits of rehabilitation, they'd have to have um, a similar amount for the other time. And what's also nice about this proposed rule is that um, it's going to prohibit discrimination based on a person's age, um, or it'll also prohibit discrimination on how long somebody is expected to live and um, the um, degree of which they might be dependent on medical intervention and and things like that, which is nice because, as I mentioned earlier, children with developmental disabilities grow into being adults. So um, I imagine that this might be helpful there as well. So let's see what else they say. Um, so um, I guess that's pretty much it that I wanted to talk about for this. So I think... My big takeaways for parents for this is that um, that there are services available to children with disabilities through the um, individuals, the IDEA, so the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act. Um, but that is very um, school-based and learning-based, um, and there's a lot of times where um, there are the systems become so overwhelmed, and this is what I've noticed in my practice that children may be eligible for services, but there may not be enough people within the school system to provide those services. So a lot of times families may look to go to private practitioners, um, which can be a pricey endeavor. So being able to rely on your health insurance to help um, with these services could be really nice. So um, that's one of the big takeaways. And the other one is just clarifying what we mean by rehabilitation versus habilitation and um, giving parents information about how to um, – information about all these different terms so that they can be really good advocates for their kids. 
So that's all I really wanted to address. Just a quick, like I said, Kids News Extra, this article I found in the ASHA Leader. Um, on the, the, the show site, I have put links to ASHA. I've put a link to this article as well. Because there may be other more specific information you might find interesting there. And so I just wanted to finish by always inviting you, um, audience members, parents, and even related professionals who may be listening, to send us questions that you'd like us to answer on the air. And I can go find a great professional in that area, and we can get um, direct information from them about child development and about questions you may have. I also invite everyone to like our page and follow us on Facebook. We post a lot of great information up there in addition to our shows. You can also follow me on Twitter, and my handle is at Dr. Teresa. And um, that is pretty much it. So I just want to thank everybody for listening, and I hope you have a great day.